0: Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists news podcast for March 2022. As always, with our monthly catch-up, we have Derek Mann, Director of Policy and Public Affairs at the RCSLT who's going to talk us through some of the key issues. Good morning, Derek. Hello. So the first thing I'd really like to talk about is the government in England is undertaking its NHS reform plan, which is called the Road to Recovery. Obviously, this is welcomed by the RCSLT. Can you tell our listeners more about the RCCT's response to this,
1: please? Thanks, Vicky. Well, welcomed, yes, in the sense that there was nothing in it to object to. Um, but that doesn't mean that we think the reform plan road to recovery lives up to its billing when you look at the detail or that we think it will necessarily do the job. So plenty in it to agree with, plenty in it which is unobjectionable, but we took the opportunity in responding to lay out really all of the areas where we think there needs to be reform and change. And it would be no surprise to people listening that workforce is top of the list. And we mean that in terms of proper effective workforce planning that we've talked about for so long, Of course, it's not just about funding. You have to use funding in the right way. But there is a level at which the the welcome recognition in parts of government about the importance of speech and language needs to be matched with resource. We agree with the focus on mental health, but we have the long-term need for speech and language therapy to be recognised as part of appropriate mental health pathways. Areas where they are missing the opportunity to save money by not moving forward by allowing SLTs and other professions to get on the path to prescribing or by not finally making the long overdue announcement that we should be allowed to be the formal assessors of mental capacity. We of course have the overlap between health and education um, and the sand green paper, schools white paper are critical to that in the English context. The appropriate use of telehealth and not using it as a default where it's not appropriate and wider society becoming communication accessible so we were able to take the opportunity in response to lay out really the 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 eight areas that we see the need for 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 change in government action
0: great thank you derek so um for the benefit of listeners what, what happens next with that work
1: it's a mix. I mean, the, the government's spring, spring financial statement is coming up. That's unlikely to get into anything as specific in speech and language therapy, but will give the direction of travel in terms of spend, non-spend, austerity versus keeping the taps on. And obviously, it'll be the first one to be done, not only in the context of COVID, but in the context of the, the current situation in Ukraine. Um Quite a lot of the things inside of Javid's announcement were going to happen anyway, um, and other ones will be given force over the course of time.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Um, So there's a lot going on there, obviously, but um, what else is hot right now?
1: Um, For UK politics, the Health and Care Bill remains. We're we're nearly there. Um, It's finished its passage through the House of Lords. If listeners have been listening regularly over recent months, I've heard me talk about some of the key areas. And we, we, um, the partners with whom we are lobbying, we've had a significant victory uh, on children in that the government have agreed to write the need for the new integrated care systems to address babies, children and young people into what's called the primary legislation. In other words, the Act of Parliament itself will make clear that the ICS needs to have a planning in respect of children. Big victory. I didn't think they would concede that. Uh, and it will be something we can make use of going forward at local level. The door has been left open on our push to get the NHS number used f- consistently for children. Interestingly, the argument that won the day on that was around safeguarding. Uh, but we don't mind, we'll take it. And so that continues to push. And we continue to push on both rehab and the role of allied health professionals, although those may now fall into the the guidance that accompanies the Act of Parliament. The other thing to mention at Westminster, we had a joint um, parliamentary meeting, all-party parliamentary group, as you know, is where parliamentarians from different parties get together to unite around a particular issue. We did a joint meeting with the Oracy APPG to focus on the importance of spoken language in the education system and children's early life. It was an opportunity to meet Robin Walker, the new schools minister. The previous schools minister, Nick Gibb, had been in post for nine years and had a famously individual approach to things. He was also absolutely obsessed with phonics. Now, of course, phonics have their place, but we were pleased that the new schools minister was more nuanced in where phonics fits alongside other methods, particularly for for particular children with communication needs. the point we made to the minister most firmly is to go back to something I've briefly touched on above. We now expect the the green paper, the discussion paper on the review of special educational needs and disability in England to come out in the next couple of weeks. may happen by the time listening to this podcast. That's going to be critical, of course, for us. It will need to dovetail absolutely with the white paper that's coming out, which is a firmer proposal to legislate on schools. So we need the green paper on... send and the white paper on schools to be so close that you can't see the join. And we hope that the, that the Minister has got that message clearly.
0: Fabulous, thank you. And is there anything that deserves a special mention, please?
1: How can I choose? I I think I I do need, need to mention a couple of things from Scotland and Northern Ireland. So Scotland, we had the publication of a report that's been called Equity for All. Now, this is a look at the the, the equity of, of children's speech and language provision across the whole of Scotland, every health board and local authority area, commissioned from Marie Yaskering, who many listeners will know. We welcome the fact that the Scottish Government did this. Of course, by definition, if you look at provision in every geographical area in a country, you're going to end up with some at the top and some at the bottom. Now, the data is anonymised, there is no leak table, but nonetheless, Scottish Government, I think, were very nervous about what they'd done, and they didn't publish the report with their own logo, and they published it on Marie's website rather than their own website. They did, though, invite partners to draw attention to it. So we are merely drawing attention to it and saying, you know, there are messages in here about how you achieve equity in children's speech and language that actually... And not only important to Scotland, but, but can we be usually looked, looked at elsewhere in the UK as well. Scottish Government are also doing an education workforce strategy, which is very welcome. And we're going to be fully engaged with that as the year progresses. Northern Ireland, uh, I was back yesterday for the first time after the pandemic in the Northern Ireland Assembly in Belfast for an event of the Allied Health Professions in Northern Ireland with the Health Minister and others. Um, putting forward the case on workforce ahead of the Northern Ireland elections in May, but also quite specifically now saying we think that apprenticeships, um, which are being a success in England, we want those in Northern Ireland now too. There's now an, uh, a consensus in Northern Ireland that the apprenticeship route should be used there, and that's forming part of our asks for the political parties for the elections in May. I should say, in the last week, I've met the Chief Allied Health Professions Officers of both Scotland and Northern Ireland. They are being quite forthright about the need for AHPs to be given their place in leadership, given the right to apply for things, posts to be appropriately named, and obviously we are are encouraging them in that. The very last thing I was going to mention is that today is Swallow Awareness Day. So I would encourage all members, if you hear this before midnight on Wednesday, the 16th, to make sure you get involved in Swallow Awareness Day.
0: Wonderful. Thank you, Derek. And to that end, people listening to this podcast can share any pictures of their Swallow Awareness campaigning um, using the hashtag, hashtag SwallowAware2022 and tagging in at RCSLT. And we'd love to see all your pictures and find out what you've been doing. Just uh, a couple of things from me on future episodes. Uh, look out for a podcast on health inequalities in the last week of March. I think that very much chimes with what Derek was saying about the work in Scotland about equity. And we also have a next month's news catch-up. We'll be talking about the launch of the RCSLT new five-year vision, which um, is coming soon. We've talked about it in the past on this podcast, but it's going to be official by then. So look forward to catching up with you then, Derek, and yeah, see you in April.